you've probably heard of Who Gives a Crap? A toilet paper company that loves a good pun, especially one that relates to your bum. And what's more, Who Gives a Crap also donates 50% of profits towards building toilets and providing sanitation to those in need. Now, for co-founder and CEO Simon Griffiths, having fun with the brand is super important. Simon and his team are obsessed with delivering something unexpected to customers and creating a culture of quirky fun in the workplace. So how do you take a traditionally very dull and boring category like toilet paper and consistently deliver fun and laughs to your customers? My name is Dr. Amantha Imba. I'm an organizational psychologist and founder of behavioral science consultancy Inventium. And this is How I Work, a show about how to help you do your best work. On today's My Favourite Tip episode, we go back to an interview from the past and I pick out my favourite tip from the interview. So in today's extract, I speak with co-founder and CEO of Who Gives a Crap, Simon Griffiths. And in this extract, we chat all about how Simon sees himself in the business of delight and more importantly, how he actually makes that happen. So how does Simon demonstrate that delight to both people within the business and also to his customers? I think to our customers, it's just a part of the customer experience. And so it's not something that we talk about externally, but internally, it's something that that we come back to a lot. And so there's lots of different examples of this, but I think that it's often very easy to say, well, if we're in the toilet paper business, we just do this. But if we ask ourselves the question of, well, what would we do if we we're in the business of delight? How would we solve this problem? Then you'll come at it from a very different place. So I think that our packaging is an example of that, where when we very first had the, the early kind of concept for who gives a crap, we realized that we weren't going to be in supermarkets, which is where most toilet paper was sold when we first got started. So we could think about our packaging a little bit more you know, creatively and differently. And we said, okay, well, if we put ourselves in the shoes of the customer, how do they think about toilet paper being in their house? And you often see rolls being stacked up in the bathroom. And so we said, well, what if we could wrap every roll individually and design the packaging so that when it's stacked up, it creates a really fun, delightful moment. And so we took inspiration from, I think, one of the co-founders, Danny, who was working on this with me, had walked past a barbershop and seen one of those red and white striped poles earlier in the day. And so he mocked up, what would it look like if we had these rolls and you stack them on top of each other and they created that sort of barber pole effect with, with a red and white striped wrapper. And so that was what led us to initially say, well, what if we did 48 different design wrappers boxes? And I said, well, our production team will kill us. We can probably do five. And so we mocked up five different roles with the first of them being a red, orange and blue striped wrapper with a white stripe in there as well. It was the, one of the very first designs that we did that was part of our first packaging. And so I think we have a lot of wouldn't it be cool if moments and packaging was certainly one of those wouldn't it be cool if we could design something that was so beautiful our customers would want to take it out of the back of the bathroom cupboard where toilet paper is traditionally stored and put it on display. And there's probably 50 ideas that we have for every one or two that stick. And packaging was one of the one or two that, that really stuck in a way that was meaningful for our customer to the point where when people first opened up boxes, it was so delightful that they wanted to take a photo of that and, and share that with someone else, either in a text message or WhatsApp or on social media. 
And so I think if we come back to that, putting ourselves in the shoes of the customer and saying, well, what if we're in the business of delight? How would we insert delight into this moment? It allows us to think very differently about what we would do rather than just being a, a, a regular old toilet paper company. I feel like you've achieved that so well. I know within my own home, I had some people over for dinner last night and I made sure that I topped up my little pile of who gives a crap toilet paper in the bathroom because it just looks so cool. Now, one of the things I love about your brand is how you use humor and especially puns, which you have done from day one. And I'm personally surprised at how few businesses use humor at all. I mean, let alone use humor as amazingly as you guys do. And I want to know, how do you personally encourage humor at work and and with your team? Yeah. I mean, I think like this is just like a core part of our culture. I think we have this philosophy of if you can't have a laugh at work, then what's the point of being at work? And so we sort of have a culture in a way and a brand now that self-selects people that thrive in that environment and want to be there to have a bit of fun and to think about things a little bit differently. And and I think the challenging part of that is is really being conscious of crafting a culture that's quirky fun rather than dirty fun. And we tread this fine line and we say that our brand name is the dirtiest thing that you'll ever hear us say. And so all of our humor has to be witty and clever and quirky without going down you know, the, the path of being gross and disgusting. And that can not necessarily be an easy thing to do for a toilet paper company, but it's something that we think about a lot. And particularly as we're interviewing for our creative team, for example, we really test how people think about the humor in the brand. How do you test someone's humor? A big part of our interview processes is the homework assignment. And with our creative team in particular, that can be a brainstorming session with our other team members to understand how they ideate and what nuggets of ideas they group together to turn into something that they think will be potentially a good campaign for the brand. And so an environment like that allows us to understand, yeah, like how someone approaches the humor of the brand, what they think is is good humor versus bad humor and why. And we can find what are the kind of culture ads or the uh, humor ads of the people that, that will potentially join the team. So when you're recruiting for any role, will that be a prerequisite that people, I don't know, how, how do you learn if someone's funny and they're willing to have fun at work through a recruitment process? This is something we think a lot about in some of the more serious functions as well. So finance is a great example of this where we need people in that function who can take really serious concepts and break them down into you know bite-sized chunks that relate to their team and if someone in finance can insert humor into what they're doing then for us that's just like a huge win because it's a function that has a terrible reputation for being stale and boring and if we can you know change that within our business and and make it more fun then that's a real win for us in terms of how we're building a culture that that rewards the right things and and helps engage our team in what some people would perceive as being less exciting parts of the business. But personally, you know, I'm a big finance fan, so I'd never say that out loud. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And so like when you're recruiting a finance person, how would you find out if they can do these things, if they can communicate complex concepts clearly and maybe with a bit of humor as well. So again, homework assignments here are so important. And so in our brief for our homework assignments, we, you know, encourage people to use jokes and GIFs and emojis and allow them to start bringing out their own personality through what they're presenting back to the team. 
And so it becomes a real moment of allowing someone to get access to our brand guidelines, interpret them, and then use them to create a presentation that for a finance person would typically be quite boring and straight. And if they can turn that into something that hits the right brand notes, even a little bit, then it gives us an indication or a glimpse into what might be possible for that individual That is it for today's show. If you are enjoying how I work, you might want to follow me on the social channels. I'm on LinkedIn. You can find me uh, at Amantha Imber. I think I'm the only one on there called Amantha Imber. And you can also find me on Instagram at Amantha I and on Twitter at Amantha. I'd love to connect with you. So um, drop me a note. Let me know uh, you listen to the show. How I Work is produced by Inventium with production support from Dead Set Studios. And thank you to Martin Imba, who does the audio mix and makes everything sound so much better than it would have otherwise.